0: Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Gray. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 36 of Inbound Sales Journey. I'm your host, Ryan Herman, joined by Gray McKenzie, and today in this episode, we are going to be talking about cold calling versus cold emailing, a little bit of prospecting in general, and talking about how to approach that. Now in the last episode, we talked about using personality to sell and how you identify your personality, but also the personality of the prospects you are talking to and how you leverage that to help you in the sales process. If you're interested in that, go and check out that episode. But for today, we're going to be talking about some of that cold calling, cold emailing, everyone's favorite, I'm sure, (laughs) thing to do. But Gray, I'm going to start by kicking this one over to you, getting your thoughts, and maybe sharing some of my own at the end here.
0: Awesome, Ryan. So I don't necessarily just want to talk about cold calling versus cold emailing. This is kind of calling versus emailing in general, but but largely on the cold side because that's what a lot of folks want to know about and how, how do our other agencies doing this, what's the best way to handle this. And my first thing, this is something that I've said before, on this podcast but test it out you need to split test and find what works for you because there's just too many variables here you can call all you want but if you're terrible on the phone at initially connecting with people that's not gonna be a great setup for you or if your email game is a struggle but you're great at interacting with people you've got quick wit and you can engage with people really quickly on the phone there's just a lot of variables here when you look at things so first of all i've got some kind of core things that i thought about and then some tips after that. So one is I personally hate making cold calls. I've done it once in my life, like for one small period of time in my life and really didn't enjoy it. But, the flip side, that's just my personal dislike. I also don't really enjoy receiving cold calls, although sometimes it's fun to play with people on the other end. But but everyone is moving towards emailing. The number of cold emails that we get on a daily basis is absurdly high. So I think when everybody moves towards one thing, I think that there are folks out there who, ha- who are having a lot of success with calling again because so many people have moved away from placing the phone calls. That's just kind of irrelevant point number one, or somewhat relevant point number one. But I think that cold contacting in general can be tough. Anything that you do warm is obviously going to be better. And so for us, the vast majority of our contact happens with people after they've been on our site and they've downloaded something. So they've gotten into our sales funnel and now they're either responding to an automated email coming through a workflow or we've reached out to them after that sometimes via emails sometimes with calls now the other contacts that we're making are folks who are coming to us as referrals or somebody has said hey you guys should get in touch with these people so kind of the i don't know if that's a reverse referral or how you'd refer to that but um but that's one thing so for me personally i i it depends on the situation but i can be a fan of calling people after they've downloaded something, and especially if they've come back to the website. So I remember after Sidekick had first come out, one of the most exciting times with it was we had a prospect who we'd had a conversation with, I think via email, and wanted back on our site at the time. There was a pricing page that he was on, and got the Sidekick notification, gave him a call, and really sped things up and helped close the deal. And so I think that using the tools that we have through HubSpot specifically, if you're a HubSpot partner, to see when folks are back on your website using Sidekick, I think that's a powerful tool to be able to to engage with people at the right time. So a call, if you're placing a completely blind call, especially if it's cold, the percentages obviously of that, that going well are, are very low. can still be effective in some cases, but I think that just depends on a case-by-case basis there. Now, one resource that I listened to recently – was a podcast over on rocketship.fm and that was with alex Berman of inspire beats and he was talking about how to step up your cold email game and we'll link up to that in the show notes but i felt like he had a lot of great tips about how to target those cold emails so if you are doing cold emails talked about ways to stay out of people's spam filters and how to get a higher response rate and some baseline numbers for that. And one of the quotes from Alex that stuck out to me was just that the only number that really matters to him in in specific to his application was the number of emails that end up with an appointment on your calendar. So I think regardless of what you're doing, what you want to do here and the principle that I'm kind of gonna wrap up with here before I stop rambling for right now, Ryan, is That's what you need to be tracking, is track how much time and how much effort am I investing and what's the rate of return, how many folks are getting on my calendar, and then taking it beyond beyond appointments booked, what is the close rate on these leads? Is this worth the effort that I'm putting in? So setting your KPIs, your key performance indicators, and setting up a measurement system and abiding by that, and then just run a test and figure out what works best. So those would be some of my initial thoughts there, Ryan. Anything
1: that you'd add to that or tweak from that? My favorite thing that you, well, I liked everything that you said, Gray, but my favorite thing that you just said is tracking. So here's the reality of the situation. Calling versus emailing, it's going to depend a little bit on the industry you're in, who you're trying to call versus who you're trying to email, and the, the approach that you take, how good your emails are, and, and how comfortable you feel on, on the call. Now, there is no one in this world, I am convinced, that likes Cold calling. Uh, if they say that, they're probably lying. Uh, no one likes really cold emailing either. I think is. I think, but I do think that people use cold emails as a cop out because they're too afraid to pick up the phone and call. But the reality is, in order for you to know which one's going to be better, is you need to test both. So you're either doing neither of them, in which case you get to start from scratch and, and run a fair test for both in terms of this is how many hours I'm going to put. Maybe I take 10 hours and I put it into cold calling. Calling. I take 10 hours and I put it into cold emailing and then I measure the results of how many appointments did we get from that and, and follow that you know that data all the way through how many of those closed maybe you take a, a bigger sample size even than that but the odds are that you have probably done one or the other or maybe you've, you've tried them both but now you're favoring one I would guess that most people are probably favoring cold emails because like I said I think no one likes to do either but the email is the easier one to do what you need to do is you need to challenge yourself and keep doing what you're doing with the cold email, we'll say, you know, for this this example. But But make sure that you are tracking things like based on the amount of time I put in, how many responses did I get? How many appointments did I get? How many of those appointments then closed and into how profitable were those for me? Take the same amount of time, give it to the other method and just see how it goes. Because even if you don't like calling nearly as much as you like emailing, if that's going to be the thing that makes you, you more money, you need to do it. But I think everyone's searching for an answer for this. Like, how do I do it? Which one's better? Can I just get away with emailing and direct to be calling, you know, all this stuff? But the reality is there's not like a yes, you should do this or you should do the other thing. You know, it's going to depend because of everyone's going to be talking with different people. Everyone's going to be talking with different industries. One method that I have read, and I think, Gray, you've read this book as well, Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross, he talks about cold calling 2.0, which is essentially cold calling without cold calling. So his theory is, and just to give you some context on who Aaron Ross is, he was the one who kind of created this system for Salesforce.com. So when they were $5 million, I think he came in and he took them to a hundred million before he ended up leaving there, but he did it. He claims by implementing this cold calling 2.0 system where essentially the theory is you send an email asking to speak with someone who your information is relevant for, and they pass you along to someone else in the organization And then at least you have a warmed up lead that you can say, you know, I spoke with so-and-so and and they recommended you're the right person to talk to. There's a little bit more validity to your phone call. It's not completely out of the blue. So I would say if you're going to call make sure that you've at least done your research ahead of time as well, that you're, you're calling, not with a script, but with a purpose, that there's something that has happened in that company's life cycle or in the news that you saw that is relevant to how you can help them. Make sure that you're providing value either way, whether you're calling, or you're emailing, it needs to be in an in, inboundy type of way, even though you're doing essentially an outbound, you know, an outbound outreach uh, to these people. So always be providing value, especially off the bat. Don't be coming in too, too desperate or too hot with your, you know, this is why you need to partner with me, you know, kind of go slow and controlled, give them value and, and move on from there. Good
0: stuff, man. It's a hard one to figure out. If you are experimenting with this right now at your agency, we'd love to hear about it. Shoot us an email. Let us know. You can reach us via email. It's just our first names, Gray and or Ryan at DoInbound.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what's working for you right now. And as always, just be testing it. As always, you can find the show notes for this podcast at DoInbound.com slash sales journey. And there... Uh, at the very bottom of that post, you'll be able to access a, uh, a resource that we've put together around the most common objections that we've heard when selling inbound services and how to best answer those. So you can grab that uh Download it, keep it as a uh, as a handy cheat sheet for as you're going through the sales process, how do we address these, and hopefully that will help you remember. Um, you, can, you can input your notes and uh, help you remember how you want to tackle those things. Obviously, that's going to depend a little bit on the circumstance and the personality type you're talking to, as we talked about last time in episode number 35. So before we sign off, I just want to tell you this, that next week in episode number 37 – we are going to be discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of CEOs trying to sell inbound services. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.